Have to watch this fella. He's going to be on the road for long. I'm telling you what, good job, Sammy. Enjoyed that. And also, man, I'm telling you what, I love that harmonica. Did y'all hear that harmonica in there? If there's any harmonica players in here that's been holding out, I'm looking for you. I'm telling you what, I love a harmonica. I do have harmonica, and I can one-note songs, but that's about all I can do on my harmonica. We need a real harmonica player. I'm telling you what. Thank you, Sammy. Enjoyed that. It is good to be in the Lord's house this evening. Amen. I'm telling you what. Lord been good to us. Had a good service this morning. Had a good afternoon. Now we're back in his house again. I can't think of any better way to spend his spend the day uh, than spending it in the Lord's house. We're going to go ahead and return back to Psalm 19. Uh, I did have a, another sermon that I had prepared for tonight, but I thought, you know what? If I don't finish this sermon, then that study just goes to waste because I just, you know, so I wanted to go ahead and come on back and finish the sermon that we started this, this morning. It might work out well for you. Y'all, you might, you know, get out a little bit early, you know, so we'll see how that works out for you. But we'll go return to Psalm 19 and just finish uh, what we started uh, this morning. I do want to remind you about the school meeting uh, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. This Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. If you know of anyone uh, who maybe wasn't here this morning or isn't here now uh, that has mentioned to you that they are interested in that, make sure that you let them know uh, that they'll be able to be here at that meeting Tuesday uh, at 7 o'clock. So Psalm 19, this morning we began the ser sermon and the, with the subject of taking heed to the Word of God and the benefits that we receive when we do take heed to the Word of God. When we receive what the Word of God has to say, we apply the principles of God's Word to our life. There are some benefits that we receive. This morning we saw that adhering to God's Word will result in transformation. We saw how that God God's Word can take and change us completely into a new creature. We saw how that the Word of God can provide education and help us to understand the way of the world, the way of God, the way that we are to interact with God. We saw this morning that the Word of God can bring us satisfaction. And we saw how that adhering to the Word of God is the only way that the child of God can find peace in this world that we live in. And then we closed this morning by looking at the fact that the Word of God will bring clarification and that by looking into the Word of God, it helps us to understand many of the things that the world struggles with. And so I want to continue looking at this thought. What we had looked at this morning was some things that we will receive by taking heed to the Word of God. And I want to move on and we'll continue through the passage and we're going to look at what we will discover when we take heed to the Word of God. So this morning we looked at what we will receive, but now I want to look at some things that we will discover. So let's read this passage of Psalm 19, starting in verse number 7 down through verse number 11. The Bible says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and a honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great 
reward. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, dear Lord, that we can never exhaust your word. And Father, Lord, that if we return to it over and over and over again, Lord, every time we return in your word, we will find again a freshness, a, a Lord, that will nurture us and that will feed us, a, and Lord, that will encourage us and help us to know uh, how we can go on serving you. Father, I thank you for those that are here this evening. I thank you, dear Lord, for the day that you have given us. I thank you, dear Lord, how you have ministered to our hearts. And Father, I pray that you'll bless us now this evening, uh, Lord, as we look again at this passage of Scripture, uh, Lord, and we look at some things concerning your Word. I pray, dear Father, that it'll encourage our hearts, uh, that it'll challenge us, uh, and Father, Lord, that it will drive us to be a people, a uh, Lord, that immerse ourselves in your Word, that, Lord, we might gain the benefit that comes from spending time with you. Thank you, dear Lord, for your goodness to us. Thank you for the privilege and opportunity we have to be here and Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I do want to remind you before we get into the message that after the service tonight, we do have a time of fellowship downstairs. They've got some cake and ice cream and some finger foods and all kind of things. We've got some tables set up with uh, the graduates. have got some things on the table. So make to make time after the service to slip down just for a few minutes. You say, well, Pastor John, you know, I'm trying to watch my figure. I don't want any cake. That's all right. You don't have to eat any cake. But slip down and congratulate the graduates and let them know uh, that you're proud of them what they've accomplished uh, after the service. So don't forget, uh, that'll be after the message this evening. But when we look here uh, into Psalm 19, as I said this morning, we looked at some things that we receive, uh, but now I want to look at some things uh, that we will discover. Whenever we get into the Word of God and we begin to look into the Word of God, we begin to receive the Word of God, we begin to apply the Word of God to our life, uh, there are some things that we discover uh, are true uh, about the Bible. Some things uh, that those who are not students of the Word of God may question, but whenever you become a student of the Word of God, you discover that these things are true. The first thing that I see here uh, in verse number 9 is when we take heed to the Word of God, we will discover uh, that His Word is dependable. Whenever we take heed to the Word of God, we will discover that His Word is dependable. The Bible says in verse number 9, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. You know what this world likes to say uh, or question or throw doubt uh, on whether or not the Word of God is dependable. Uh, they like to question how it could be possible uh, that this book could have been written. They like to question uh, how it could be possible that all these uh, uh, facts could be placed in here. Uh, they like to question whether or not the Genesis account of creation could possibly be true. Uh, and many, many people like to throw doubt out on the Word of God, but whenever you begin to immerse yourself in the Word of God and you begin to pay attention to the Word of God and you begin to live by the Word of God, it doesn't take long until you discover that this book is dependable. It is a book you can rely on. It is a book you can trust in. It is a book that literally you can stake your life on. When you begin to get into the book, you will find that it is a dependable book. I love how this verse says it here. It says, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. You know, the old saying says that one rotten apple will ruin the whole barrel. 
But you see, there are no rotten apples in the Word of God. There is no fault. There is no flaw. There is no error. There is no corruption. Many times the things that causes something to fail is that there is some corruption somewhere inside of it. If you pull your fruit out of the refrigerator and you open it up and you recognize that there's mold on your fruit, something there is some corruption that has caused decay that has caused it to fail. If you go downstairs a little bit later and you pull out a chair and you set yourself down in that chair to eat your cake and ice cream and the chair just gives out and you fall on the floor, don't worry, we checked all the chairs and they're good. But anyway, if your chair gives out and you fall on the floor, there was something, there was some corruption, there was some decay, there was some deterioration that resulted in it not being trustworthy. But whenever we look into the Word of God and we begin to apply the Word of God to our life, we find out that the Bible says the Word of God is clean. And because it is clean, because it is free of any type of error, any type of fault, any type of mistake, it is completely clean because it is clean, we do not have to worry about it not being dependable. You know, we all like dependable things. We like things that we can rely on. We like things we can trust in. Nobody wants to go fishing in a leaky boat. Nobody wants to go hunting with a gun that misfires. A lot of you fellows of black powder hunting, and one thing uh, that black powder hunting is famous for is when you pull the trigger, the gun doesn't go off. Uh, and many fellows uh, have gotten out uh, of black powder hunting because uh, they don't like hunting with something uh, that isn't trustworthy. It's actually worked out well for me because I really enjoy black powder firearms, uh, and after black powder season, I just start watching the bulletin board, and these guys start selling them for 20 and $30 because they're angry and I just buy them up and it works out really good for me. But a lot, nobody wants to go hunting uh, with a gun that misfires. Nobody wants to go fishing in a leaky boat. Nobody wants to have an automobile that won't start when you turn the key. We all want things that are dependable, things that we can rely on. And when we begin to take heed to the Word of God, you will find that the Word of God is dependable. The more you read, study, and apply the Word of God, the more you will discover uh, that these, the truths of the Word of God will never, ever expire. I don't know of any other book that is written that is relevant centuries later. I, I like to read. I enjoy reading. I, I sometimes wish that I had more time to read. I love to learn and I love to read. And there's some books that I enjoy reading and some that I'll go back and read again. But when I read them, I, I, there are some things about the book that I have to mentally update uh, because the illustrations that the author is using uh, or the statistics that the author is using uh, or something like that is out of date uh, and it is no longer relevant. And so as I read the book, I have to remind myself that I need to update the book because it no longer applies in these areas. But the Word of God has never, ever, ever gone out of date. It is just as relevant today as it it was a thousand years ago. It is just as applicable today as it was a thousand years ago. The verses uh, that people took uh, and they tried them uh, and they proved them hundreds of years ago uh, will still work today. This book is dependable. The world says it needs updated. The world says you need something different. But whenever you take heed 
to the Word of God. You forget what the world says and you take heed to the Word of God, you will find that this is the most dependable resource that we have available. The Word of God is dependable. Not only do we discover that the world of God, the Word of God is dependable, but when we begin to take heed to the Word of God, if you look in verse number 10, we find that His Word is desirable. It says there in Psalm 19 and verse number 10, the Bible says, More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. You know why there are many people who don't spend much time in the Word of God? Because they've never, ever taken heed to the Word of God. They don't desire it because they don't know what it has to offer. Back a few years ago, Pastor Wright was going to meet with someone that was going to meet with him in North Carolina so we were going to be traveling. He was going to be traveling to North Carolina to meet with this person about some, something to do with the church. And uh, So he asked me if I wanted to ride along with him. I'm like, sure, I'd be happy to ride along with you. And so we piled up together and we took off early that morning and went to North Carolina to meet this gentleman. And Pastor Wright said to me on the way over there, he said, we're going to meet him at Bojangles. Have you ever ate at a Bojangles? I said, no, I don't think I've ever ate at a Bojangles. No, I've never even heard of that restaurant. He's like, oh, well, I think you'll enjoy it. So we go to Bojangles, and we meet the gentleman, and we walk in, and I said to Pastor Wright, and I'm like, what's good? I mean, chicken, I know chicken's good, but is there anything here I ought to try? He said, yeah, you need to try the roasted chicken bites with the mac and cheese on the side, and get one of their biscuits, you'll love it. I'm like, all right, that's what I'll try. So that's what I ordered. And I ate some roasted chicken bites and some mac and cheese and that biscuit, and I'm telling you what, I made a discovery. I discovered that I really like Bojangles. Now before that day, had I been driving through that town, I would have probably not even stopped at Bojangles. I, I wouldn't have even bothered to pull in. It was not a restaurant I was familiar with. It was something, a place I had never been before. It was a place I'd never eaten their food before. I, I didn't really have any desire for it because I didn't know what they had to offer. Instead, I would have went to a restaurant that I was familiar with and I would have never been able to taste the goodness of those roasted chicken bites. But because I went there and because I tasted that, uh, I regularly stop uh, at Bojangles uh, and have roasted chicken bites and mac and cheese. Uh, I'm telling you what, it is a good meal. It is something I enjoy. And if I'm going and I'm getting hungry and I see on the side of the road a sign that says Bojangles, uh, it's going to be in the top pick. I'm going to roll off there. Now, Melissa, she don't care for Bojangles so much that so sometimes I have to deny myself uh, and get something that she wants. Uh, but the point that I'm trying to make is if I had never tasted I would have never desired. But whenever people tell me, you know, I just can't get anything out of the Bible. The Bible just doesn't do anything for me. I say to myself, Brother Ted, you've never tasted You've never got in there and found the truth of the Word of God. You've never applied them to your life because once you taste and see, you will discover that the Lord is good. You will discover that this is the most valuable book that has ever been written and you will begin to desire it. You will begin to long for it. You will begin to want more of it. You will discover that this is something that you desire. And I have to say from personal experience, the more that you read it, the more you want of it. 
If you're one of those people that are stuck on a five verses a day or a page a day or a chapter a day, let me just challenge you. Read a little more. Read a little more. Dig in there and go ahead and settle in. Go ahead and push aside the things of this world and the distractions and the things that are keeping you occupied and just settle in and spend some time and enjoy the meal and you will find that it becomes a book that you desire. Whenever you take heed to the Word of God, you will find that it is a desirable book. As you learn the truths of God's Word and you apply those truths to your life and you begin to reap the benefits of living according to the Word of God, you will realize the value of this book and you will find within yourself an inner desire to learn and know more and more and more about this book. When you take heed to the Word of God, you will find that His Word is desirable. But not only do we desire His Word because of its benefit, but we also desire His Word because as we read it and apply it, we realize, we discover that His Word is delectable. In verse number 10 it says, Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. You know, honey is regarded as the sweetest of all natural substances. And that which is eaten directly from the honeycomb is the purest form of that sweetness. Because of the pure intense sweetness, honey is often regarded as an item of luxury in many parts of the world. If you are able to get pure honey, this is an item of luxury. And honey is viewed as being the most pleasant source of sweetness to the taste. Uh, I'm telling you what, now I know not everyone enjoys honey, but honey is considered uh, the most pleasant tasting sweetness of all sweeteners that are in the world. This is the most pleasant tasting uh, sweetness that you can get your hands on. It is a luxury. It's something to be enjoyed. The idea here in verse number 10 is that the truth of God as revealed in the Word of God when received and applied to the life of mankind is sweeter to the heart of man or affords more pleasure to the soul than that which is esteemed as the highest luxury in the realm of sweetness. You know what? It just amazes me how the Lord likes to find things. We were talking this morning about how the Bible has a lot of wisdom in it and scientists, it takes them a while to catch up. Whenever God makes a comparison, you can tell that He has an unlimited knowledge of this world that we live in. Whenever He talks about the virtuous woman, He compares her to the ruby. That is not a mistake. It is an accurate comparison. Whenever He compares the sweetness of the Word of God, He compares it to the sweetest substance that exists on this earth and he said whenever you take heed to this word when you apply this word when you live by this word you will find that you desire it because it is sweet to the taste it is something that you want it's something that you desire the psalmist is saying that the word of God is loved the word of God is pleasant the word of God is agreeable you know whenever we considered the word of God the Bible is not regarded merely as necessary and admitted to the soul for benefit the same way that we would take medicine no no that's not the case not only is it beneficial to us in the way that medicine is it is enjoyable to consume. I'm sure that many of you have uh, experienced some of them home remedies. And mama says it'll fix you. 
And when you grow up, you realize that she was trying to scare you into telling her the truth, that you weren't sick because you did not want to consume it. The Word of God is not that way. Not only is it beneficial, but it is sweet to the soul. It is something that you want to enjoy. It is something that you enjoy taking part of. And unlike many of the sweet things that we enjoy in this world that have uh, adverse side effects, not only is the Word of God sweet to the soul, but its side effects are pure nutrition and strength for the spiritual man. Whenever we take heed to the Word of God, we find that it is something that we desire. It is something that is sweet to the soul. But whenever we take heed to the Word of God, not only are there some things that we receive from the Word of God, such as our transformation and education and satisfaction, and not only are there some things that we discover about the Word of God, uh, like the way that it benefits us, but whenever we take heed to the Word of God, we will find that the Word of God can bring delight to our soul. The Word of God can bring some delight to our soul. There are some things we receive. There are some things we discover. And when we take heed, there are some things that we delight in. First, we find that we can delight in God's Word because of the pertinent warnings found within its pages. The Word of God, we can delight in the Word of God because the Word of God is filled with warnings. It says in verse number 11, Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. Whenever we consider the Word of God, we will find that it is filled with warnings that prepare and protect the saint from the difficulties and things that we will encounter in the world. Now, many times whenever we think about warnings, warnings can have a negative connotation. In other words, you're in a hurry, you're running late for work, and you're driving up the road, and you come to a stop sign. It's big, it's red, and it says you got to stop. And you can see that as a negative thing. You don't want to stop. You don't have time to stop. Why is the stop sign here? And perhaps you don't stop. But the stop sign is there. Although it may come across as a negative thing, it is actually a positive thing that is protecting you from a possible collision by going through the intersection. Maybe you've been running... You've been out exercising or maybe you've been working hard and you want to sit down and take a rest and you walk over to the bench and on the bench is a sign that says, Warning, wet paint. Now it might seem like a negative connotation because you really wanted to sit down. But the warning is protecting you from sure embarrassment. And so you heed the warning. Many times whenever a preacher takes the Word of God and he begins to preach the warnings that are in the Word of God, people receive them as if the preacher is being negative and the preacher is being harsh and the preacher's being mean, but that's not the case because although the warnings in the Word of God may seem negative to those who do not want to heed them, they are actually positive in that they protect us from sure pain and embarrassment if we heed the warnings that are in the Word of God. We see here uh, that the Bible tells us, Moreover, uh, by them is uh, thy servant warned. Moreover, by them uh, does the Bible tell us uh, that there are some things uh, that we need to avoid. When we take heed to the Word of God, we find that it is a word of warning uh, to mankind. The entire book uh, is a word of warning. It warns us uh, of the dangers that we are to avoid uh, in our daily uh, walk through life. Uh, 
It warns us of the judgment that is coming and that we are to prepare for. It warns the wicked to turn from their wicked way. It warns the righteous to continue in the good way. It is a book of warnings and whenever we take heed to the warnings, we find that we can delight in the Word of God because it defines to us what we should and should not do so that we can go through life and live the best life possible. We can delight in the Word of God because the Word of God is filled with warnings. The Bible teaches us in the book of Proverbs that wisdom crieth without. The words of warning throughout the Word of God are readily found. And those who heed them will be delivered from many sorrows. We can delight in the Word of God because of its warnings, but in addition to finding delight in His warnings, we can also find delight in His Word because in His Word we find promised rewards. Promised rewards. In verse number 11, the last part, it says, And in keeping of them there is great reward. Not only does the Bible warn us and protect us from sure danger, uh, but the Bible also rewards us uh, and is full of promises of rewards that we will receive when uh, we heed the Word of God. It says, and in keeping of them, uh, there is great reward. In the book of Luke, chapter number 6, the Lord uh, tells a parable, and in this parable, uh, He gives an example uh, of the type of benefit that we can expect to receive uh, by taking heed to the Word of God. In Luke, chapter number 6, and in verse number 47, the Lord is speaking here and he says, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them. That would be receiving and applying the word of God. Whosoever heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. In verse number 48, He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Now we all know the story and the song of the wise man who built his house upon a rock. But I think many times in telling that story, we fail to point out what the rock is. Many folks will even say that the rock is the Lord. But whenever we look at this passage of Scripture, we find that the rock is hearing and doing the Word of God. We find that the rock, the foundation, this place that the man was able to build his house to where it would not move, to where it would be stable, to where it would be secure, the place that he built it, the foundation that he had under it was that he built his house on hearing and doing the Word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 19, and in keeping of them there is great reward. In taking heed to the Word of God, in applying the Word of God to our life in living by the Word of God is the best foundation
foundation that you can build for your life, there is a great reward. What reward did this fellow find when he built his house upon hearing and doing the Word of God? We see here that in, in this man's situation, he found stability. It says that he digged deep. He found stability. You know what? Whenever you take heed to the Word of God and you live by the principles of the Word of God, you will find stability. You will find a security. You will find a place that you can stand on. This world in which we live has nothing stable, but whenever you build your life on the Word of God and the principles of the Word of God, you will find stability. Not only did he find stability, but he found strength. Whenever you build on the Word of God, you will find strength. It says he digged deep and he built his house on a rock. He found a place to build that was able to withstand everything he would face in his life. Not only did he build and find strength, but we see that he also found security. It said there in verse number 48, it says the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. He found security when he built on the Word of God. He found shelter from the storm. The psalmist said, in keeping of them, there is great reward. What is this great reward? Whenever you take heed to the Word of God, you will find that you have a life that is stable, that is secure, that is strong, and that will shelter you from the storm on the outside if you will build your life on taking heed to the Word of God. I don't think that we could preach it enough. I don't think that we could preach it too much. The importance of Christians getting involved in the Word of God. The importance of Christians getting immersed in the Word of God. I don't think that we can exalt this book enough. I don't think we can exalt it too much. I think that we need to over and over and over remind Christians of the importance of immersing themselves in the Word of God because it is in the Word of God that we will find our benefit. In James 1 and verse number 25, the Bible says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. When we take heed to his word, we can delight in both the warnings and the rewards that his word promises. The verse that we read this morning to start the sermon, Psalm 119 and verse number 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? How do you stay clean when you live in a world that is constantly polluting everywhere we go? How do you stay clean? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? How do you do it? By taking heed to thy word, by paying attention, by getting immersed, by allowing this book to change and alter how we live, by making this book the ultimate authority in our life, by making this book the final answer in everything that we do. That is how you stay clean in this world. This book has the answer. This book is the guide. This book 
has been tested and proven over and over and over again. And time has told us that this book will never wear out. This book will never wear out. It will never run out. This book will never fail. It is inspired. It is inerrant. It is preserved. And it will forever be the most effective book that any man can give himself to knowing and understanding. There's no way that we could ever overpreach the importance of the Word of God. We read the thing from the Gideons this morning, the one line in that thing that they had written said this, Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. God's Word. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word. Christian, don't let your Bible get dusty. Christian, spend time in God's word. Statistics say that only like 20% of Christians have ever read their Bible all the way through. Don't let your Bible get dusty. This right here is your key to success, not only in your Christian life, but in this life. This is the book that will tell you how to live. You want to be clean in this world, spend time taking heed to the Word of God. Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for your Word. I thank you, Lord, for how rich it is. I thank you for how true it is. I thank you, Lord, for the life-changing power, Lord, that you put in your book. I thank you, Lord, that it's alive. Lord, it's not an outdated, dusty volume uh, written by some antiquated men. But, Father, it is a book that is alive and that has the power to change lives. And, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have given it to us. I thank you, dear Lord, that you have made it readily available. I thank you, dear Lord, that we have possession of it. Father, I pray that we not take for granted the fact that we have your word, but Lord, that we will understand the value of it, and Lord, that we will immerse ourselves in your word, and Father, that we will benefit from taking heed to your word. Thank you, dear Lord, for the service this morning. Thank you for the service this evening. I pray, dear Lord, that you be with us now as we dismiss to go downstairs. I thank you, dear Lord, for Garrett and Michaela. I pray, dear Lord, that you will be with them. I pray you bless them. I pray, dear Lord, that as they go through life, that, Father, Lord, they will remember to keep you and your word at the forefront of everything that they do. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Bless us now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen.